The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Oh, Jessica, I can't podcast today. Oh, no, why not? Oh, I have a kidney stone. <laughs> My hu- my husband's gonna pick me up. I can't possibly podcast. And that is today. also why you need like an ice pack on your forehead is for the kidney. A towel, yeah, a yeah. singular a singular napkin. Yeah, <laughs> I have a kidney stone, and that's why I have like a band aid on my knee. <laughs> can't possibly podcast. I'm so sorry. Yes. Um. Where you're talking Dawson's Creek, Northern Lights. Northern Lights. Yes. Beautiful. Um, The Aurora Borealis. Yeah. This episode is interesting. I feel like it's more of a, like, plot. It's like like a plot-driven episode where, like, we're moving the plot forward on the narrative of the season. So, like, overall, it's fine. But, like, it's not my favorite of the season, I wouldn't say. No, um, excuse me, people. I was promised the best season of Dawson's Creek ever. And this is what you give me, Northern Lights. 
Um, the first time I watched this episode, I was like, I don't know if I was in like a stink ass mood or what. I was yeah. like, I'm not feeling this. It's weird. Second time around, I think I was in a better mood and I appreciated certain parts. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that I'm supposed to enjoy this more than the love story between Pacey and Andy, you are sadly mistaken. Ma'am. Oh, yeah. No, this does not reach the high highs of season two for me. Um, but, and here's the thing, here's the thing. I feel like everybody else is going to agree with me on this. AJ is the most fucking boring human being (laughs) I've ever seen on my TV screen. He's so fucking boring. Well, I think that the issue is that he knows that he's boring. The only thing that he has going for him is that he's intelligent and he can spew facts like he's like a Jeopardy hopeful. And that's about it. That's the only thing that he has going for him. He knows a lot about nothing. Um, and nothing about anything that's actually interesting. And yeah. I mean, I'm all for the creep creeps dating outside the creep creeps. So yeah. the, the idea of AJ, AJ on paper, phenomenal. I don't mind Joey dating somebody that's 19. I don't mind Joey dating somebody that's in college. And I don't mind Joey dating somebody that's not a creep creep. What I do mind is a pretentious Ivy League asshole. Exactly. So I can't wait. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page with this. I can't wait to get into it because I know you were very like you were a little bit more apologetic about like AJ the first well, okay. episode so we the met thing, him. Yes, I know. And the reason being is because I think that it's very romantic to show Joey the original copy of Little Women uh-huh. in the crusty, dusty library. <laughs> and I was all for that. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so nice. Like, please yeah. bring me to all the dusty libraries in the universe. I like libraries. I would get married in a library. I like the smell of libraries. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. <laughs> I like the, I I mean, mean, the smell of the I old like book. I library. I remember going when I was a kid to, mm-hmm. like, the corner of the library that, like, there's, like, one light missing in the ceiling and it's, like, mm-hmm. uber creepy and, like, picking up the oldest book that I can find and just, like, taking it all in. Yeah. So I think that that's why I was, like, romanticizing this gesture of love. However, what I don't like is AJ being pretentious That's all you need annoying. to say, just AJ. <laughs> What I don't I th- like is AJ. Period. I think that you're right in that, like, he's good on paper, but the reality of the situation is he's just so boring. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into it. Uh, we start the episode. Pacey and Joey are like reading lines because obviously Pacey is in this play that's coming up, um, and like the the lines they're practicing are like his more like lovey dovey scenes, um, and she's just like. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, we're done. Um, And we find out that Joey isn't planning on going to opening night. She's planning on going to one of the other shows uh, in the weekend. And um, he's like, oh, you need to come on Friday. Like, it's opening night. You know, it's like the best night. And she, we find out she has a date with AJ. So, like, AJ's been mentioned uh, in between this and, like, the college episode. Yeah. Um, But this is, like, they're actually going on a date now. Were you surprised that, like, he's a continuing character on the show no i'm not surprised i think that um once again i think it's nice to set her up with somebody that is not within their inner circle so yeah 
it once again on paper it was really nice seeing AJ come back and although I do feel like horrible that she's not able to make it to opening night and I think that it would be nice that she was there for opening night it is a random occurrence the Aurora Borealis to yeah. come to Cape Side every so often so I feel as though although AJ should have said that it wasn't going to be available until midnight and then they could have done both they could have done both they didn't have to go to this like upper crust party yeah, that's the thing is like it was going to I mean, I don't know. I was like, oh, she's allowed to stay out until midnight. Like, that's pretty. Um, well, do you like, think that late, Bessie is regulating what time she comes yeah. home? I think that Joey is allowed to do whatever she wants whenever she wants, except for making uh, decisions about their home. That's the only yeah. thing that she's not allowed to do. I feel like. It would make sense to go to the play and then go to the Aurora Borealis. But, like, it's a date, so they're going to, like, hang out, chill before the actual Northern Lights. Um, And so apparently she's like, he's coming out to the Cape for a party and he invited me. And, like, Pacey is immediately like, nope, nope, nope. And we know why, because we've seen, like, in previous episodes, you know, we've gotten hints that he has feelings for her. Um, And he's like, oh, it's going to be a frat night. And he's like, this is obviously AJ just wants to sleep with you. Like, that's all. He's a college guy. Like, right. that's all this is about. Yeah. And he kind of lays out the land. Like, what he's going to do is tell you that you look amazing. And then he's going to mm-hmm. take your coat. And then he's going to bring you to the party and try to pull you to yourself, like, on your own. Yeah. And it's just, like, the expectations of, like, what every guy does. And as soon as AJ does come, the first thing that he does is like, you're beautiful. However, I mean, yes, it's a trope. But if you're on a date, then you have to compliment your date. Yeah. I mean, he's saying these things are going to happen. It's like, okay, a lot of those things happen on a lot of dates. And they're sometimes they're good dates, too. Like, it's just because someone gives you a compliment doesn't mean they're trying to get into your pants, PC. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, if somebody doesn't open up a door for me or asks to take my coat or holds my hand on a date, then is it even really like what's the signals that it's a date? Yeah. So they're they're like, oh, and there's a really low chance that you'll actually even see the northern lights. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So then we're next. uh, We're next in like the class area and they're like, it's like outside campus. And Dawson's like, oh, well, what do you think? And Joey's like, oh, well, you're going to be really bored in study hall. And we find out that he dropped film class. Which he was not able to get into in 10th grade. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty crazy because he had to, like, sit in on this film class and and, like, get special permission to be there. And now that he's actually enrolled in this class... And Nikki says one thing, he's going to drop the class. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, this is like, don't let people make your decisions for you, Dawson. Like, I just think, like, even if you're taking a break from film in general, you could still take a class on it and finish out the class. Like, it's going to completely derail your studies to just drop this class. Um, And not only that, but then... So Nikki finds out and she is pissed as I would be very pissed as well because they're working on an assignment together. So it seems like they got, yeah, it seems like they got like grouped up and as a partnership. Mm -hmm. 
I just think that, like, even if you don't want to work on your own film right now, then you can still be involved. Like, I don't understand why Dawson doesn't want to help Nikki with her project. And especially because he admires Nikki as a filmmaker. So it's like, why don't you, in a way, learn from her? Yeah, I just think, like, he needs... To me, what it seems like is, like, maybe he is burnt out. Like, totally get it. That happens to people. You know, you get burnt out on your hobbies or your dreams or your passions. And it's like maybe he does need to take a step back, but I don't think you need to step all the fucking way out. No, like, don't unroll in the class. It's like yeah. take down. He's like, oh, like I'm taking down my posters and I'm like throwing out all of my videotapes and now I don't like film. Like yeah. what? It's like if that's all it took for you to be done with your passion, was it even your passion? If that's oh, all it exactly. takes is one statement exactly. to get you to be done. Um, now, I do understand this sentiment because there's been times in my life and I mean, as the more and more that we get to know Dawson, the more I see myself in him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because sometimes when I get um, constructive criticism, it's hard for me not to take it personally, especially if it's like you put all of your love in a project. Yeah. So there's been times where like my head and this is just my anxieties and my insecurities. I never really I've never acted on it where I said, you're not good enough. This is not yeah. the thing for you. You might as well just quit. There's people that are so much better than you. And like I've thought that before. That is like my head is mm-hmm. wired. So that's my automatic thought. Um, and the thing is that I've just never acted on it. I've never, well, I think in my adult life, maybe as a child or as a teenager, I probably did. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's tough being this age in general. And then you get any type of criticism. And to be fair, it's he's gotten more more than one occasion this has happened where he's gotten criticism and not taken it well. Um, but I think that's also just part of growing up and it's part of having something you're passionate about is learning and like growing and not letting one bad review or something like make you quit, you know, the actual thing that you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, but I also t- I feel for Nikki in this moment because like she is a partner with him in this class and she's like. You know, she's upset because it's going to be like just her now on this project they've been working on. And she's like, you're the most creative person in this class. And he fires back with like, well, I didn't have any ideas for it anyway. And I'm assuming that you had all these good ideas already, which she kind of like corroborates that. Yeah, she was the one who was going to have like really good ideas. So we're going to see a little bit of like back and forth between Nikki and Dawson. I really like Nikki as an additional character this season, just because I think she does say the stuff that Dawson needs to hear sometimes. And it's it's coming from somebody who's in the same, you know, industry, in the same passion that he is versus Joey, who like she can be very helpful and say nice things, but she isn't in the film industry as much. Right. Nikki is a peer while some other people that have critiqued him were either mentor figures right. or in a more powerful position. So I agree. I really like the addition of Nikki. I like her as a character. Um, so I'm excited to continue seeing where Nikki Green goes, um, in season three, but, uh, we move on to Pacey, um, and this play audit, uh, not audition. It's like, um, uh, 
rehearsal rehearsal oh gosh i'm i'm so out of the theater days back in my day uh so he yeah this is like a dress rehearsal and he's forgetting his lines andy is freaking out mr broderick is missing in action when all of a sudden jack comes in and who apparently i guess is in mr broderick's english class and says you have to come like right now like mr broderick is indisposed and this is so amazing because they go into like the nurse's office and this this grown-ass man this grown-ass man has a kidney stone and he is like acting like he's been sentenced to death. Well, okay, so like kidney I've never had one, but like from what I've heard, kidney stones are extremely painful, yes. especially for men, I well, would think. Well, cuz it has to cuz it's a stone that has to go through the tip of their penis. So And so like it's, it's a bigger size thing than the hole it's coming out of. Exactly. So it's extremely painful. So I do understand that he's pain like in pain. However, you're right. Like he is acting like he is a soldier in the war and his leg I just got blown up yeah. by a grenade. I can't go on. I can't. Like, he almost, to me, it was very much like the, oh, like, he faints. Like, he fake faints type of thing. So he has, right. like, the napkin on his forehead. So, like, everything. I do think he's probably in pain. But, like, I think that he's definitely being the drama. Oh, we've seen him be the drama before. So it definitely he is. Like, this and do is you think, ridiculous. Yeah. So then he, Andy's like, I can't do this without you. And he's like, yes, you can. This has been your production the whole time. It's your show now. This is your night. You go on. And then he hands her his director's binder. And she's like, the director's binder? It's yours. Just do one favor for me. Think of me. It's ridiculous. Like, this is, he is starring in his own play um at this point like he he views himself as like the hero who is like a martyr and like dies for the cause i mean andy must pick up the binder and move forward Um, (laughs) without me and she's like he's like think of me and he's just he's so fucking extra mr broderick i hated him in past episodes but this episode i was like i fucking love what mr broderick is like i like what he's doing here i wish that this was him the whole time but yeah he's bringing the he's bringing the drama yeah so ridiculous um i i hope that you think of me when like when you're editing (laughs) oh i think of you like gotta gotta cut out that sarah was choking on her water (laughs) i okay so like during like oh yeah well number one i'm always choking in my water i have a problem with never mind um i was gonna say swallowing i know what you were gonna say i don't have a problem with swallowing my life is fine i'm just saying that like sometimes i drink too much water yeah, like no, that was just one particular podcast recently where you're like, did you cut that out? And I was like, oh, yeah, I marked every single time I saw you mute and hack up something. <laughs> OK, and then in complete transparency, I'm pretty sure a little bug flew into my throat. I mean, that's it happens sometimes to the best of us, you know. Um, but And then you thought of me. I, I did. I actively think of you when I'm editing because I'm usually editing you, editing you and me. So, you know, whatever. Um, uh, we're in okay. school and this, this is, scene is this ridiculous. Is the worst. I hate this. This is the worst storyline in the entire episode. It's so dumb. Like, have you ever done this? Jen is running around the halls of school screaming Henry's name and like he's actively avoiding her. Uh, no, people run from me. 
They like, run from you? Probably. They're well, probably then you're like, the gen. I'm the gen. But I don't oh, chase no. after them. I'm just like, hang out with me. And they're you like, gotta, like no. Jen, I don't understand. Jen is very hot and cold. She's either playing very hard to get or like tracing someone around the hall. Okay, yeah. So like Henry is running from Jen. We don't understand why. Yeah. And he, but he literally runs from her, which is bizarre. I would, at that point, I'd be like, well, fuck you, Henry, and be fucking <laughs> done with it. Like, that's my vibe. Know. So then she, like, takes a shortcut, and I don't understand the, like, the we geography. We don't need to know the math or the maps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but she cuts in front of him, and she's like, why are you, wh- like, why are you ignoring me? And he's like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm mad at you. Like, you're going to cancel our dinner, our dinner date. This makes no sense. Like, where is the, bring, like, bring me through the logic from A to B here where, like, he sees her looking for him and he knows she's going to cancel. What if she's just wanting to say hi? I don't know. I don't know. But that's like, okay, so like it's kind of along the long along the lines of like when you have a plan with somebody mm-hmm. and it's the day of and it's like six o'clock and you haven't heard from them at all and you're like, This bitch is canceling on Yeah. Me. I think that that's what it was. I think like Jen was avoiding yeah. him like all week and he's just like, When is she going to like check in on me? And no and like he just knows. And then like as soon as you see your friend like typing at like seven fifty nine, you're like, This bitch is canceling. I know yeah. it. Yeah, he probably has just had enough of the runaround from Jen. Where he Which I understand. Yeah. I totally get it. But like. sense what's going to happen. Know. So, but yeah, so she says that she is not canceling. She's just postponing. Which bitch is canceling. That is the same fucking thing. Like, I don't care if you, you call it a rain check. You call it a postponement. You call it whatever the fuck name you want. You're canceling. You are not going out to dinner that yeah. night. And apparently since she has agreed, since she agreed to go on uh, out to dinner with him, she's been avoiding him. Oh. Um, And yeah, it's like we've heard this fucking story before. Like, stop giving Henry the runaround. Either you like him or you don't and be done with it. But you're all about his veggie burgers the other day. Yeah. You can't And she heard him sing and it was straight to her fucking heart. And now she's done. Yeah. Um, So she's she says, well, I have to go to Pacey's opening night. Um, And he's like, oh, great. I'll go with you. Which is reasonable. Um, yeah, exactly. Curtain is at 11. Um, and 11? then, like, she's like, no, 7. What did I oh, say? Oh, 7. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, wait, is this like a matinee or is this like a late night burlesque show? <laughs> so, so she's like, oh, all right. And we, you get the vibe that she didn't expect him to want to go with her, that he was just going to be like, okay, well, let's just postpone the dinner. But no, he's like, I, and this is completely reasonable. You're going to a fucking play. Like, first of all, that is the most low-key, low-maintenance yes. date ever. You don't have to talk. Yes. You simply sit and you watch. I think, and it, like, it's, it gives a lot without giving nothing at all, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what pisses me off is that at this point, I'm not on Jen's side anymore. Stop giving him the runaround. Go out with him or don't. Stop leaving him dangling. Yeah. Henry's hair was so gross in this episode. It's like he forgot to wash it for like 20 days straight. He really is, to quote Kimmy, like a Leonardo wannabe, like Leonardo DiCaprio wannabe. Like he really looks like a like a baby Leo, like a like like a diet Leo. He used to be cute, but now he doesn't wash his, his hair. 
Maybe he thought that's what Jen liked. He, she, he heard she liked grungy guys. <laughs> He's like, uh, last season I heard that you didn't wash your hair at all, so I thought that I would join you. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so we get Bessie is trying to help Joey get ready for the date. And I loved when Joey calls the lash curler a medieval torture device. Like, I don't disagree with her. And I have a real tough time. I don't know if this is just me. Um, I have a tough time with eyelash curlers. I do My too. eyelashes are like on the shorter side and they stick more straight out than they do curl up. And so I always have to curl them and I have like no lashes on my bottom lashes. It's very frustrating. And I get it, Joey. Like I don't like using that thing either. My issue is that so like my right eye my lashes are very curly. Like, they're mm-hmm. too curly. Okay. And then on, I have long lashes. And then on my left eye, they're, my left eye is, like, the gem of the existence. It's so good. The lashes are so good. They're long. They're, like, perfectly curled. But also, I have big eyes. So not all of my lashes fit in the eyelash curler. Oh, my God. I can't God. get them all at the same time. So devastating. I know. To have such nice, long, full lashes that not all of them fit at the same time. But my right eye, I think it's because I sleep on my face on the right side. They're too curly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a struggle. But <laughs> whatever. Like it. Yeah. So, um, um, so <laughs> they're getting ready. And they get a knock on the door. And Joey's like, it can't be AJ. Not this early. And Bessie opens the door and he's like, well, it's a boy. It's just not the boy that we were expecting. Yeah. Pacey's here and he's freaking out because he has the play tonight. And he's like, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to tank. And um, it's like, this is not the time, Pacey. Joey's busy getting ready for her date, which she's probably also very nervous about. But he this just, could be a phone call. It. I mean, a lot of things could be a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a phone call. Like, he doesn't have to. It is a lot of effort to go to the Potter B&B. Yes. It's far. It is down the creek. I just picture Pacey jumping in a boat and just rowing down the creek. Like, really <laughs> rowing. Yeah. Aggressive rowing. Because it's like Pacey's options are like. The I don't even think they have a boat. He always drives his dad's cop car. Uh, I think he drives more than he boats. I think it's like Joey and maybe Dawson. I don't know boat. where the um the Witters live. Where's that um, map? I don't think that they were ever on it. Yeah, you know what? I don't know that we've seen it before because we've only yeah. seen when we saw Dougie. It was with um fucking Tammy at her place. I think that they're like uh, land bound. I don't think that they live on the creek. They like might not. The Potters and the um, uh, the Learys and yeah. Grams. So, um. So she, he's like, okay, you know what? Like, you can make this up to me. Like, there's an after party. Like, can you at least come to the after party? Yeah. Which is, like, kind of a reasonable request. Because by the time the after party, like, okay, so the play is at seven. So it should be done by, what, like, nine-ish? So, like, that should be enough time for her to be able to make the after party. Now, granted, they're not, this isn't a normal date. Like, you don't really know when the Northern Lights are going to show up. So I guess... It's a bit tough to promise that she'd well, be there. Well, at this there. point, she doesn't even know, like, the Northern Lights won't even show up till midnight. Yeah. So, so she's not aware of that when she kind of, like, yeah. says, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll come. Yeah. Um, he And he's like, oh, you're going to need a shoulder to cry on after your date, which is not a very nice thing to say before she even goes on the freaking date. Pacey, that's not um, very nice. No, we know he's just jelly. And we find out that apparently AJ knows English, French, and Latin. 
Why are people taking Latin classes? It's a dead language. Because people want to be pretentious. I, I it's think like that's if it. you have a knack for languages and you can learn three languages, like that would not be one of the languages that I sign up for. Me I either. No one's using learn it. So many languages, but I've always sucked at languages. I was never able to learn Spanish. I was never able to learn Hebrew. I barely know English. Like, you know, so I just feel like if you have a knack for languages, then why are you wasting it on Latin? Yeah, it is very pretentious. And so he's arrived and Pacey's like, well, it's not too late to bail. Um, And he says, then you're right. This is where he says, you know, he's going to give you a lame compliment about how incredible you look. And like, obviously, this should be a hint to Joey, like Earth to Joey. Pacey likes you like he's complimented her many times at this point. Um, And uh, Pacey's like still doesn't think the party actually exists. And we see him like freaking out. Um, And then we see them. We I don't know that we actually hear a lot of it, but they like, you know, they're saying hi. It is kind of like awkward, but like cutesy in like a first date kind of way. He says she looks amazing and he does help her with her coat. And we get like a close up on like miserable Pacey face. Yeah, he's really going through the ringer. He's very yeah. jealous. This is hard for Pacey. Um, and he, this definitely puts Pacey in a funk for the night. Yeah, I think this is just like, I mean, he's already nervous about the play. And I think like he wanted Joey there just for like moral support. And yeah. so this is just like the beginning of him being in like a bit of a funk. You always want the person that kind of means the most to you there to support you like it's kind of like your graduation from college they could be like a mile away from you physically but just knowing that they're in the audience always makes you feel good yeah yeah exactly um so we're at this party that AJ brings her to and he brings I thought it was like hot cocoa at first I'm like oh it's chili like that's cute no it turns out it's like some weird ale or mead. Sorry, it's, it's mead. 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 Like you can get mead when you go to the Renaissance Festival. It's not, isn't mead alcohol? Yeah, it is. So he oh, brings okay. her alcohol and then he like yells at her for drinking alcohol. Well, he's like, this is disgusting. Don't drink it. And he like throws it on the ground. Bitch, why didn't you try it before you brought it to her? <laughs> I can't with him. I know. I know. So, um, yeah, and this type of party, it's like uh, a party of academics. So, like, his It is the lamest fucking party I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it kind of looks like, I mean, just think of, like, how many people you could, like, network with. It is, I mean, I feel like it seems a little bit interesting. Like, I would enjoy this sort of party. I wouldn't. These people of, look fucking boring. They no are one's boring, but fun. There are a, there's a lot of people that know a lot of things. And, like, you, you know how, like, I always want to talk about, like, gross medical stuff and you're like yeah that's gross well yeah i don't like i don't like talking about like things like like i feel like i I mean like just to be in the presence of someone that has a specialty i feel like i would be interested um but also i'm a fake ass bitch so (laughs) these people like so i guess the place the guy who owns it is a mathematician and so like all his guests are a bunch of like his grad students um Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. It just, yeah, it just, to me, it looks like a very boring party. Um, and, uh, and they're like joking about him getting high school girls liquored up. And it's kind of like, it's a little awkward, honestly. Like you can tell that there's a little bit of awkwardness between them still because, you know, it's different when you're in person with somebody than when you're like talking to them on the phone. 
Um, so there's cloud cover and conditions aren't clear. And so they say, oh, well, maybe it'll clear up but before midnight. And apparently astronomical midnight is the best time to view the northern lights. And Joey, I feel like if you're going to stay out until midnight and that's when your date is going to go to, I feel like you should be told this because this is yeah. a long ass date. We know she's not going to Pacey's play and Pacey was like seeing Joey. So that means that if curtain is at seven, yeah. this date started po- per- uh, before 7 p.m. Right. So this is like a five hour date. That is That's a long, a long date. first date. That's a very long date. Imagine filling silence for five hours. Ooh, that's why you like hobnob with like the smart people. Yeah. Yeah. This is tough. I feel like this is not a good first date. Where would you if, rank this on like a, a first date barometer? Like one to ten. Okay. Where would you put this on the mm. idea for a first date? Now this is coming from a person that's first date with their now fiance was to Best Buy, Toys R Us, and a diner. Um, I would say it's better than that, but probably not <laughs> as good as dinner in a movie. Yeah, I think this is a rough first date, both because you're outside in the cold for a long time. You're at a party that seems pretty dull and you don't know anybody. And it's a very, very long. And also, they didn't mention, make any mention of food. I feel like, why not go grab dinner first? Like, get there's, a late I mean, dinner. There's obviously hors d'oeuvres inside Maybe. probably passed i would give this like a four out of ten like this is a pretty crappy first date i think beyond the northern lights the northern lights would make it better if they show up on the date which is questionable you don't know mm. um and so joey's like oh we're gonna freeze to death and she's like why don't we go inside and he's like no let's take a walk and i feel like in the back of joey's head she's like oh shit like this is exactly what pacey yeah, said was pacey, gonna happen pacey said that this is gonna happen yeah um, so they do take a walk, but we're flashing to the play. Pacey is missing. <laughs> he is missing in action. Uh, Jack is now working for Andy. He is passing out playbills. And Dawson comes up to pick up his playbill and go inside. And Andy's like, please tell me where Pacey is. And uh, he's like, you know what? Like, I think I can find him. Um, and he finds him playing basketball on his own in the world's creepiest gym that ever existed. Yeah, I love this because it's just like, oh, okay, we're back to the basketball thing now. All right, sure, why not? Like, let's, <laughs> they let's even make a reference to it. Again. They're like, you know, the last time we played basketball together, you broke my nose. Yeah. Um, PC says he's like super nervous because everybody's counting on him, especially Andy. Um, and Dawson's like, well, are you passionate about it? Like, do, are you enjoying being in the play? And Pacey says, yeah, like it, it has been a blast to do it. Um, and Dawson tells him to find what you love and do it. Um, Pacey's so, like, that's extremely hypocritical. Yeah, it really is. So is this like, like leading up to the fact that like Pacey might want, want to be like an actor for a career? Because that's a really shitty uh, job for Mr. Pacey Witter. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Pacey's probably better off as like a, like honestly, like a, either a playwright or like a writer because he's so funny. So I feel like Very he'd be witty. good with the comedy. Do you think that he's Pacey Witter because he's witty? I've never made the connection. Um, it's possible, but I feel like a lot of these characters are witty. So that's um, true. But yeah, yeah. So uh, Dawson says, "Just have fun," and um, he's like, Pacey's like. Like, look at you, Mr. Zen. Like, this is so unlike you. Like, shouldn't yeah. you be freaking out? Like, Joey is on this hot date with a college guy. And 
Dawson is like, you know, it is what it is. Like, it was bound to happen eventually. Like, it might as well just happen now. Joey's a big girl. She could take care of herself. Dawson is extremely unbothered. But yeah. who is bothered is Pacey. He is going through the ringer. Now, are you surprised that Dawson didn't have an issue with Joey going on a date? I think Dawson's, like, kind of getting over her. I don't know. I mean, I just think it's surprising because any time, I mean, first of all, it's a very big TV trope. But on top of that, Dawson is the type that, like, gets jealous and gets in a funk and, like, he never I mean he's never truly let Joey go right like she's always still been in his life like he he moves on to other things but like Joey has always been a constant so it is a bit surprising to me that he's not like freaking out a little bit more about all of this but like it's very obvious that like the reason Pacey brings this up is because it's like he can't stop thinking about it he has some of me in him where it's like you can't stop thinking about something and therefore you can't stop talking about it and that's how he that's how he is. He is with Joey in this date. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that Pacey is more wrapped up in the world of Joey. I think that Dawson is a little bit removed from all things Joey. He's very wrapped up in himself right now. Yeah, he's trying to figure out his where he fits in the world and what he wants to do with his life because that is something all 16-year-olds need to figure out. Um, so, uh, yes. So Henry is looking for Jen because he thought they agreed to meet like in the front and, and walk in together. But instead, Jen saved them seats and Graham's, <laughs> Graham's is there too. Jennifer. 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 Jennifer, why did you do this? This is so, so mean. It, okay. So like. It seems okay, like, on surface, like, at first. No. It's like, oh, no, no, no. The reason why, it's, like, a big deal to introduce your grams to your boy boyfriend, your friend that's a boy, uh, that you're, like, leading on. Um, so, like, it's nice at first, but then this fucking bitch places grams in between her and henry this why did she last why straw. did she do that i don't understand and like the fact that like grams was like i wish that you told me because i would have stayed at home that wasn't great saying in front of henry but like jessica why did jen place grams in between them this is terrible because here's the thing there's really no excuse for it at all because if she's worried that like henry's going to attempt to like hold her hand or put his hand on her knee we have never gotten the impression that henry wouldn't take no for an answer right like henry has always been very respectful and yeah. so i don't see any reason why she should feel the need to put distance between them like it's it's unnecessary harm to Henry yeah. like she's leading this guy on and at this point like because we've gone back and forth on like whose side we're on and kind of like understanding both sides of you know Henry versus Jen and all of that at this point Jen is just being really really awful to Henry by well, leading him on yeah. agreeing to the date and then not even sitting next to the guy the television show doesn't even make it clear why Jen is doing this like what it doesn't no explain her point of view like we don't understand if she thinks that like she doesn't want to get close to him because last time we heard like he accepted her past and she was very happy about that and, and they seem fine that. and they seem fine but now she's like i don't want to sit next to you 
I don't understand. She's, I mean, here's the thing. If I'm Henry, I'm fucking confused too because it's very mixed signals and the show is not doing a very good job at explaining why the reason is. Like, she's yeah. had problems with his age in the past and obviously she's had issues with men in the past. So, like, getting her to trust somebody can be difficult. Um, But they don't do a good job but of like, explaining they don't, what like, the reason okay, is. Okay, so, like, if... I was the showrunner, then I would have Jen speak to Jack what her hesitations are. And so yeah, that that's the other thing. We, the audience, can understand what the issue is. Yeah. Where we is don't the Jen and Jack friendship? I feel like we. Oh, no, like it comes and it goes, but that's because, like, now Jack is, like, I don't know. Like, I don't have a problem with, like, the fact that, like, they're not together anymore. I just need. I need more. I need, like, it's one thing for Henry to be confused, but why is your audience confused as well? Yeah. Like, explain it to us, because I don't know what Jen's hesitation is, and as somebody who loves the show, I want to understand the motivation between my character's actions. Yeah, because it just makes us dislike Jen, because we have no idea why she's doing what she's doing. Yeah, Yeah. we're confused. We don't know why she's doing this, because it's like, if she had a reason... Or if we were told a reason, then we can sympathize with her. Yeah. But no, or we're we not. can be like, you know, you're kind of wrong, Jen. But like, I understand where you're coming from. But we have no fucking clue. And she uses Grams as a buffer. And everybody's confused. Yeah. It's truly trash. Um, And we get, then we're like back, back behind the scenes. And Andy's doing a great job. She's like directing everybody. She's putting things where they need to go. And she's yelling at Pacey. Pacey's like, I can't do this. And you're like, she's like, yes, you can. And we can tell Pacey's like extremely nervous. Um. And uh, and then he like he kind of stumbles when he first goes out on stage and then he like him and Andy kind of make eye contact and then he like says his first line yes. and like everybody laughs. centered. Yeah. I this love is it. why we love Pandy. <laughs> yeah, we love Pandy. It's so we're so hopeful. We're like <laughs> it's, well, it's just hard because I feel like we're now at a place where we're back to the season two Andy that we knew and mm-hmm. loved. Yeah. And so then when we also have like uh excuse me pacey and they're not together but they're getting along it's it's just almost like worse because it's like you want them to be together exactly exactly so we get um back to joey and aj and they're talking about their futures and um joey's kind of talking about like where she wants to go after high school and what she wants to do. And AJ asks if she wants to go to an Ivy League and she is worried that she's not good enough for Ivy League or smart enough. And she realizes that she doesn't really know, like, like she wants to do something important with her life and she really doesn't know, like, what she wants to do. Yeah. She was like, she was like, I was into art for a while, but I'm just, like, not sure anymore. Like, I like it, but do I want that to be my career? Yeah. Um... So it's kind of interesting. Like, she's a little, like, lost as to what she wants to do. And I think this is very relatable, right? To be 16 and to not really know, not be really sure. Like, she doesn't have, granted, Dawson is kind of falling off of, you know, um, falling off of film for right now. But she doesn't, she's never had that one thing she was super passionate about. Um, And she said, AJ's like, oh, well, you sound really driven. And she's like, I am, but I'm driven by a fear of failure. Um, Mm, And he brings up and I don't I don't know that this was the right I feel like it's a first date like maybe don't bring up her dead mom but like well I I mean I don't necessarily agree with that because she told him about uh her mother in their first meeting so right but this is their 
Right. But that is a little bit different. They spent a weekend together. Yeah. So um, he's like, oh, I think it happens to girls who lose their mothers young. They're driven to succeed. Um, Yeah. How do you know that, AJ? Are you a specialist on mothers? Are you a specialist on girls? No, (laughs) I don't think so. Is this in one of your textbooks, AJ? (laughs) Um, And uh, so, yeah, so there's they have this whole conversation about trying to figure out like where um, one person ends and another person begins when you're like in a relationship. And um, then they start talking about like the northern lights or the spirits of dead warriors. And they like, I don't even know. He starts talking about charged particles and they're inextricably drawn to something. Blah, blah, blah. Science shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Unable to resist. And this is apparently his version of sexy talk. I mean, at this rate, I think that we can all just take what we can get. I feel like he's just like charged particles drawn to something. And then he like kisses her. They look really weird after they kiss. It's a really weird kiss. Yeah, it's not a great kiss. Not a great kiss. She winds up ditching him. She's like, oh, I just remembered I have somewhere to be. I have I have to meet someone now. And he's like, now? She's like, can we go? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that um, makes it very obvious which, that just wasn't it. Which kiss was better? Which or which do you like better? There was the rando guy that was on the that came into the docks and she pretended to be someone rich and they went to the beach together. That was the best moment of my of my life. I don't need to hear the other options. It's not. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. Or it doesn't what he matter. Was doing. It was probably something really like. Uh, like Glenn, like something very like it was fancy. fancy pants. He was fancy. Yes. Um. No, that was the Carlston. best. I feel like that was the, like that. literally the best moment of my life. That episode. All right. So well, there that you was go. The, that was it. Um. More play stuff. Uh. Pace is doing great. a great job. Um, it ends, the audience applauses, Andy is proud, and then we go to the ga- uh, the cast party, which is a real rager. This party kicks the other party's ass. Yeah, like, this, this party is a party. Fun. And here's the thing. So, first of all, A plus to Jack, right? He's a yeah. legend. Not only did he get Andy flowers, very sweet, very thoughtful, very considerate. He set up that whole fucking after party in a single afternoon. This yeah. bitch knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, party planner, like, extraordinaire. It was a great looking party. Yes. Um, Andy's kind of like the bell of the ball. Everyone's congratulating her. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pacey's alone at the bar. Um, so Jen ditches her date. Uh, yeah, Jen... <laughs> Dishes, uh, there's Grams so with many Henry. people that like go find Dawson, tell Andy, so, t- have somebody else go talk to Pacey Jen. Like, she just ditches Henry, and Henry like notices, obviously. Why can't you bring Henry with? Well, Pacey? I think it's because I think it's like a, supposed to be like a one on one, like, oh, hey, cares? how you feeling, buddy? Uh, you know, uh, so Pacey is like, you know. Pretty sad. Thanks her for coming. And he's like, she, she notices like, like his parents didn't come. Like, Which is real shitty. Yeah, yeah, really, really crappy. And Chen's like, well, you know, like Dawson's here, Jack's here, I'm here, but 
no Joey. And I think yeah, that. Yeah, and she, Jen, for as much shit as we're giving her, like, for being very wishy-washy, she's very intuitive and she's emotionally intelligent, like we've always said. And she picks, yeah. she's perceptive. She picks up on shit. She could yeah. feel the energy going on between Joey and Pacey, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they have, like, a very good friendship that has formed from their days at Witch Mountain. And they kind of say, it's like, yeah, like, I hardly noticed. And she's, like, barely missed her. And then, of course, Joey pops up and is, like, missed too. You don't Nobody, get to know, Joey. Don't, don't, don't ask that question. How dare yeah. you? Uh, we see Dawson um, on his own at this party as well. And Nikki brings him some snacks and gives him a pep talk about film and dropping film. Yeah, I love her saying you're taking this precocious teen thing too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, that's a part. Film is a part of who you are. Um, and he says he keeps coming back to one thing. When he was a kid, he went to see Jurassic Park with his parents. What a, a solid movie. A Jurassic Park reference. Yeah, very, very good. Yep. And so he says that there were these teens that were just making out the entire time. And apparently Dawson, the fucking child Dawson, has the audacity to be like, hey, can you keep it down? Keep it down, Mr. Stop and Mrs. making out back there. Yeah. And they like look to him like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like when you're older, you'll understand. Yeah. And he and says he's, he's still not the kid yeah, who does that. Yeah, he still doesn't get. He's like still too busy to over overanalyze everything. I can't enjoy anything. And that's why I quit film. Yeah, he says like he's but he's also not the kid that goes to the movies with his parents. I disagree. I feel like Dawson would still be like a matinee on Sunday guy with his parents. In between them, like a child. Yeah, I Yes. Even yeah. after their divorce, I feel like he would be like, come on, guys, it's movie morning. Let's go bring in the muffins. And, I, back in the know. day, there was nothing that I loved more than going to like an 11 o'clock movie on a Sunday. Yes. By myself. It was. Oh, pristine. I never. Really? I loved it. I don't know that I've ever been to the movies by myself. I used to do it um, before I moved in with Drew. I used to do it like all the time on Sundays by myself at 11 o'clock on a Sunday where barely anybody was there. And I would get my Amazing. favorite seat, which was like right in front of the bar where you put your feet up on the of bar. Course. Yeah. Um, And I would just like I would get my like popcorn and I would just like. It would be my me time. Yeah. It was I love amazing. That for you. It felt great. Haven't done that in a while, uh, unfortunately. Um, should get back to that once, uh, you know, I feel comfortable doing that again. Mm -hmm. So we get. Um, so basically, Nikki says, like, you need to find your joy in your life again. Dawson needs to find therapy, I think. Like, oh, I feel like. I mean, like, that would be pretty good for Dawson. Yeah. I think. Because. All the things that I'm seeing in Dawson are like symptoms of like depression and anxiety, honestly. Like, yeah. And I'm not like trying to diagnose him. I'm just saying like, you know, the fact that you lose interest in something you were once passionate for. You know, he's he's gone through a lot of stuff in his life more recently. And um, and he's just saying like, you know, he overanalyzes everything. Hi, that's anxiety. Like, yeah. I just think like he anybody he really who's watched a um, anti-anxiety and depression uh, commercial on TV would like understand the loft that one. Yeah. Yeah. The little bubble he, guy. <laughs> yeah. That he checks off all those boxes that they it's like. <sighs> 
I forgot about that Zoloft commercial. Like he was just like he's black and white, little blobby, just bopping around, but yeah. like a sad way. Yeah. And then like the sun comes out and he's a happy blobby. Yeah. Or like the woman that's like sitting by the window while it's raining (laughs) like like just all sad but then like she gets like Zoloft or whatever and then she's like playing with her kids again like yeah um yeah this is exactly what Dawson needs um poor thing poor thing he needs to just figure it out I also think this is he's a teenager and he's like he's a teenager and he's just like figuring shit out yeah um but I really like appreciate that Nikki is here, like having these conversations with him. And Me I too. really love that it is Nikki and not like a Joey or a Pacey or his Me parents. Too. Like, I really like that they're including Nikki in these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I also love how he told her that he took off all the posters on the wall. And she's <laughs> He's like, like, I what? did it because of you. <laughs> she's like, what? She's like, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. She's like, like now she's like, why are you being so crazy? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't have to do that. Calm she's like, that's down. a waste of paper. He's so dramatic. I just love the idea that they had a single conversation. He's like, fine, I'm taking all my posters down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's so sad. He's so um, sad. Yeah. So Joey and Pacey are talking and she tells him that they kissed and she's like, I don't know if I'm going to see him again because he is older and smarter and lives far away. And I don't know if I could ever feel about him the way that I felt about Dawson. Yeah. And Pacey thought she was going to say feel about Dawson past tense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's interesting here like let's stop down on this for a second before we get into the rest of the conversation like so now we're to the point where joey is feeling like her feelings for dawson are in the past and like we can assume dawson feels similarly based on the fact that he was not upset that she was going out with aj how do you feel about that like we're in a strange place right we're like mid-season three and like joey and dawson as a couple are nowhere in sight which is odd for us considering how season two was uh, yeah, I think that I think that they'll always have a connection. I think that's undeniable. Um, mm-hmm. I even have hypotheses, hypotheses, hypotheses about uh, the two of them towards the end of the episode. Um, so I think that it's the doors never completely closed between Dawson and Pacey. However, I think we both know where season three is going we've been saying it all season i think that this mm-hmm. is moving forward to a pacey joey relationship and we have to get them separated we need dawson concentrating on yeah. something else we need joey moving on um from all of this and i think that it makes sense for me um i do not miss the dawson joey relationship at all yeah, not. I even like them better as ounce. friends. Like I think that they work better as friends. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Pacey then says, you know, you think, you know, you'd be surprised. You think you won't fall again, and you find it in strange places. Which, like, okay, we're. It's like they're being very for as annoying and and wishy washy as they are with Jen, where they don't tell us at all what she's feeling. They're beating us over the head with the fact that Pacey likes just, Joey. I just, like, have never lived my life saying everything without saying nothing at all. Like saying riddles? Yeah, I'm going to have to try this one day. Um, 
And I'm just going to aggravate every single person. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like no one would want to have a conversation with you if you're just like, yeah. well, maybe, but uh-huh. also maybe not. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what makes you an expert at all of this? He's like, I'm an actor. It's my job to understand the complexities of the human <laughs> mind. She says, I miss the brooding version of you. And then she sees AJ has followed her. To Is the party. No, because he dropped her off. He dropped her. She was like, can you drive me to this party? Like, not back it's to my house. Thing to do on a date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's like, I never left. Like, I stayed at the party because, like, it's weird how you ended this. So it makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. So meanwhile, <laughs> Henry... Is up in the rafters. What the fuck is up with that? Why is Henry in the rafters? How did he get there? He's not even drunk. That's the thing. I understand if you're like either on something or you've been drinking. This is like, you know, not normal behavior, but like maybe more excusable behavior. But bitch, what do you, first of all, how the fuck did he get up there? Second of all, why are you in the rafters, dude? (laughs) So he's doing like this big, like public proclamation, like, Admit it. Admit it. You're embarrassed to be with me. Yeah. And Jen. He, Jen. And she's like, get down, Henry. And he's like, I won't do it. I won't do it until you get down and tell me and you he's, admit it. The thing is, is what all the, the reasons she's given, all the excuses she's given for why she doesn't want to go out with him. He's young. He's inexperienced. He's blah, 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 blah. Henry, this is not the way to turn this around. You look even Henry, more immature. You fucked it up right now. He did. He's like, I, Jen, am embarrassed to be here on a date with Henry Parker. I've been ignored him, taken him for granted, and spent four months making him miserable, all to disguise the fact that I like him. Henry, like, this is a private conversation you should be having. Like, you probably shouldn't be shouting it in front of, you know, a million people. Including so many people and everybody is watching him and making himself look like an idiot. And the it's fact awful. that and on top of that, he's like, can somebody get me a ladder so I can get down? How did you get up there? How did you go up there? Yeah. Did you climb? I don't understand. I don't know, but it is, is like. This is an embarrassment, Henry. Really, really Henry, is. why'd you do this, boo-boo? You didn't have to do this. Yeah, it's it's really awful. It's so embarrassing. It's like, I would have thought, like, like, did somebody slip something in his drink? Is he like. He's acting all out of sorts. Is yeah. he on the absinthe? Like, what's happening? Is he on the absinthe? <laughs> Like, what's happening? Yeah. What is this? So, wild moment for Henry. Like, no one could have seen this coming. It's like, this is no, this, this is a conversation a that you pull Jen aside for and you say, hey, can we talk for a minute? You don't yeah. shout her name from up on the fucking rafters. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm never, so, I'm, this is one thing I will not be trying. N- I mean, um, no, so. I don't want to die. I don't like to <laughs> fall off the rafters. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to go up to the rafters. So, um... AJ never left. He was waiting in the parking lot the whole time, which actually I think is like kind of respectable, you know, and he said that he was doing it because like he doesn't want to be in the position where like he leaves a social interaction and he thinks about it for like the next like X amount of time without understanding the situation of like he's like, so I want to ask you what that was all about. Did I do something wrong? Um, so I, and I think that's very respectable to be honest with you. I think that, I think that a lot of people don't take the opportunity to do that. I think that a lot of people just like are left wondering 
yeah, he's about acting... conversations that happen in your life and you never get clarity on that. Yeah. He's very mature, especially when you compare him to like a Dawson or a Pacey. Dawson would leave that interaction and go brood about it for 20 yeah. minutes versus or 20 a day. minutes. That's I mean, two months, 20 days, 20 months, 20 years, 20 Creek weeks. And meanwhile, AJ is like much more mature and he he's he's going to communicate. He's going to say, hey, like what what happened back there? Um, Joey says that she panicked. Um, You know, she's like, I don't have grace under pressure. AJ's like, it was just a kiss. Like, you you know, you're freaking out over just a kiss. And Joey's like, yeah, but I was standing there with a person who like skipped a bunch of grades and knows everything. Um, And I thought that after that kiss, you would just realize you had made a mistake. Um, like she talks about, like she doesn't know half the stuff he's talking about. Like, hi, neither do we. None. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't even know half the stuff that she's talking about half the time. No, me neither. And then he's like, she's like, well, what are you not an authority on? Like, you obviously know everything. And he's like, girls, beautiful girls. I wish yeah, well, I knew more gross. about that. I hated yeah. this conversation. I it's did like, too. It's like, shut up, AJ. It's like a very cheesy pickup line. Like, yeah, I was like, AJ, no, you suck. This. You yeah. suck. We're like, done with you. You, you are know, like, how about you be, like, realistic? Like, you know, like, I don't know anything about cars. I don't know anything yeah. about, I don't know, science. I like, don't know anything about girls named Joey with brown hair. Yeah. Like, that's He's like, I, like. nothing about their hopes, their dreams, what makes them tick. I wish I knew more about that. Um, shut up, AJ. And she's like, me too. Um... And then they're like, yeah, we never saw the Northern Lights. Maybe next time. And he's like, I've seen them before. The sky you've known your whole life. It looks like it's on fire with brilliant colors. And she's like, that sounds scary. Scary, but beautiful. Are we supposed to like AJ? Like, does the show want us to like AJ? I don't know. He makes my stomach hurt. That's how I feel about him, too. Like, he just always has read very pretentious to me. So, like, there's never been a time where I really liked him. And, like, I granted, I'll take this version of AJ over the AJ we got in the introduction to, like, episode of him. I don't know. He was, like, a little fun. A little saucy. A little fun. Yeah, but he was a piece of shit. So I didn't want to watch him. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't. I think that we're supposed to like the fact that she's not with Dawson. And I guess that's good enough for fair for me for now so uh andy and jack are stuck cleaning up for this party where like nobody else is helping them which i yeah. just think is ridiculous dawson's a piece of shit i mean joey had a date and stuff uh like where the fuck are you dawson yeah where, where did dawson's go? like go into joey's house and waiting for three hours and like the <laughs> front of the what a jerk off so cleaned. yeah she says that you know, he's Jack says, like, I'm sorry that dad wasn't there. And she's like, which I think is interesting that neither like Andy nor Pacey's parents came. I mean, that's something they've always connected on. Right. Yeah. Is like family yeah. issues. So I think yeah. it tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, you know what? Like, I think it kind of made it better because being around these people, they know who I am now, not who I was back then. And she's like, this is like a night where I like just felt like I was myself. I love this. Yeah, it's um, great. I think that, first of all, I think we've been overdue for an Andy Jack conversation beyond them, like, arguing about him moving home. Like, mm-hmm. this makes sense to me that he's moved home and they've grown closer again. And she has yeah. felt like she can open up to him again. And I, I like the, the philosophy of, um, you know, it, this is a new experience and these are people I've not worked with before. And 
because of that they don't know my past and so I feel like I can move on and be this new person yeah I feel like more like myself and I feel like we've seen that in Andy we've seen her be more herself Mm -hmm. um and she said she had a mantra in the hospital structure and purpose when you have something to hold on to that isn't a person um like a goal or a dream even if the world falls apart you'll be okay Love this. Love this Love from this. Andy. I think you and I both relate to this. We're very like project driven people. So yeah. when we don't have a project or something to work on, we get lost. And that's yeah. when our anxieties and our it's sadness when your brain is in. quiet and has yeah. time to churn. So we are like this as well. We need structure and purpose in our lives. 100%. And I think a lot of people are like this. Um, and especially to not rely on a person. Like, you know, it's you need more than like you and I are both in like good relationships, but we need more than our husbands to give purpose in our lives. Yeah, I think like there's never been a truer thing said than like you can't give yourself to somebody else before knowing who you are and like being comfortable with that person and having the independence to to be by yourself, to be Mm -hmm. alone. Um, Because I've always looked at like a relationship as like. Um, it's two people forming one relationship. It's not two people become one person. Mm, and so absolutely. like you need to be confident in who you are. And so I love as much as we love Pandy and we we love Pandy. I love that Andy is finding the purpose and the drive within herself because let's be honest, Andy's last like big major focus was fixing Pacey, like mm-hmm. working on Pacey. Right. right so right. she has something that is for herself mm-hmm. and not only that she's fucking good at it and so then it kind of yep. builds up that confidence so I just think this is a great I didn't I didn't remember this storyline like the play anything like that but I think it's a great storyline for Andy and I'm just so pleased that we are back I think even better than the season two Andy because she's had these other mistakes that she's had to learn from and whether or not we agree with the show's writing of those particular things I feel like we're back to a place where we can fucking stand the shit out of Annie, Andy again and just be like, yeah, yes. Like this is this is the Andy we know and love. Yeah. And Jax is like, you know, there's like one more thing to see how you're doing, like see, to prove like how well you're doing. And he yeah. points to Pacey, who is alone, a sad sack. And she goes out and she's like, so you like weren't the life of the party today. Like what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, I have a lot on my mind. Like and she's like, oh, like it's too bad your parents couldn't come. Yeah, she noticed too, which I think yeah. is like, I, I honestly, I love that about Andy that she would notice something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, like lots of people couldn't. And she was like, but like you were the star. Like you did a great job. And he's like. You know, like, you're the star, Andy. Like, people behind the scenes don't get enough credit, but they're the ones that make everything actually happen, Mm -hmm. which is true. And um, she's like, well, at least you got your, like, guaranteed C in English. And he's like, I bet you're disappointed that I went back to, like, a shitty student and, like, unmotivated. And she's like, I'm not disappointed. She's like, you know... Girls think that they can, like, spruce guys up, but, like, men are not a car that's priced to sell. Like, I was wrong, Pacey. And this is, like, kind of, like, my favorite, like, a, a favorite part. She's like, I was wrong. There was any, there was never anything wrong about you that needed fixing, Um, and there never was, and there never will be. You're perfect as is. Um, Yeah. And he's like, you too, Andy. Like, they... 
kind of like this is a great like a great conversation about like thinking back onto their relationship mm-hmm. and like it was motivated by a, a part of it was motivated by like there were two people in dire situations that grasped yeah. onto each other because they needed somebody when their family lives were going nuts yeah. um, and their personal lives were going nuts. And it's kind of like they've helped each other become stronger and better versions of themselves. And now they're looking back and being like, I mean, you could have gone there on your own. You didn't need yeah. me. I think this is like a wonderful conversation to have post relationship where there is that closure of like, because I think it means a lot coming from Andy for Pacey to hear you weren't a fuck up and like you could have done it on your own. Like, yeah, you, you know, yes, I because I, she's taking credit for his achievements in the past. And I kind of like her course correcting here and kind of saying like, no like you know you're you're who you are there was never anything that needed fixing yeah. like he needed guidance which she gave yeah and she needed he, comfort and support yeah. which he gave so they yeah they were there for each other in their moments of need but it's like I said before like yeah. they were all each other had and they were holding so tightly onto each other like in an unhealthy way like in yes. a codependent way yes um yeah. instead of an independent way and right. so I just I love this for them. I love that even as much as, again, as much as we love Pandy. I love that even if we don't get them in a relationship, that they've kind of, you know, put their issues aside and yeah. come back together because they can still be supports for each other. Exactly. And this is like a good, like, closure conversation. Like, this yeah. is very full circle. Yeah. And I like how she's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to like find a new project but i'm not going to have you involved in it like, i love that we, we, she's like you need to like we need to like do our own thing she's yeah. like maybe i'll do another play maybe an all-female cast and he's like what about puppets like people love puppets just like Pacey, no shut no up fucking puppets but yeah, it's so it's so pacey to be like people puppets. love puppets puppets are great um yeah. so i i think this was like a great moment in this episode to see this conversation between them I think that like my my favorite is the Andy storyline of this whole episode I think that Andy storyline is the strongest I think like without it I really don't care for this episode as much (laughs) I agree and so I think like I I just love that we finally because it's been a long time coming like this has been 13 episodes of season three where like Andy and Pacey really haven't I mean when the play started they were getting along better but like Mm -hmm. they needed this conversation and we needed them to have this conversation because I imagine that at this point, a lot of the fans were still holding on to the Pandy stuff. And so, like, if they really want to put that aside and be You're done with me it. out. We- <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. I mean, me too. Me too. I freaking love Pandy. And so I think, like, if they really want the audience to buy into an- another relationship that either one of them has, that they needed to have this conversation. You're right. You're right. Um, it was I, so good. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, unlike Henry and Jen. Uh, uh, what Henry's, was this? Yeah, I don't know. So uh, Henry's a sad boy. is feeling embarrassed. And Jen doesn't feel bad. But she says, you're not like other guys, Henry Parker. She's like, but you have to stop with the grand gestures and the public uh, declaration. Um, and then makes the reference that Henry nor I would ever get. And he's like, I just, she basically, she's saying, don't try so hard. And he says, I want to get, I want to know you. I want to be honest with you. 
And she's like, no. And she's like, I want to be like completely honest with each other. And she's like, nobody can be honest, like completely. And she's like, not since like you're six years old. And she's like, I think it's something that people lose. And he, she says that I don't think that I've ever had that like child like wonder about like what Henry has. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I can teach you. Uh, he says um, to say what's in her heart. And this is when she kisses him. Was that honest enough? Almost. I'd say about 70%. And then they kiss again. This whole thing, you know what it is? It's that uh, he needs to stop trying so hard and she needs to stop trying so little. And if they just met in the fucking middle, we would all be fine. Like, don't don't climb on the rafters and talk about how much you like somebody. But also, Jen, don't cancel your plans and bring your grams on dates. Like, it's not that (laughs) difficult of a concept. So I don't know. Like, I feel like after all this, like if they had kissed back during like, I mean, they did kiss during the like gala. But like, I feel like then we were pro Jen and Henry. And Mm -hmm. at this point, I'm just kind of tired of dealing with their back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a a mini Mitch and Gale, isn't it? Oh, I hope that we're not getting like seven seasons of this nonsense. (sighs) I doubt it. I doubt it. So we get, um... Enough of this. I can't. I can't talk about this I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, the kiss was, like, fine. It's whatever. But that's exactly how we feel about it because we're tired of all the nonsense. Yeah. So, um, Joey goes home and Bessie says that uh, there's a boy that you and I both know here. And it's like, who do you think this was? At first, you're like, oh, is it? It's Pacey. It's probably Pacey. No, yeah. it's Dawson. Excuse me, Dawson. Go away. You are not invited to the Potter B&B. Please yeah. vacate the vicinity. Um, And she's like, you know what, Dawson, if this is about the date, like, I really can't talk about this right now. Yeah, I love that. I love her immediately shutting him down. being like, we're not talking about the date. But he's like, no, um, it's, you know, it's not about the date. Uh, he says, you know, you don't have to explain anything. I need to explain. I needed to see you. I felt really lost. And I love Joey just being like, well, how the fuck did you think you would feel after you took all your posters? <laughs> <laughs> well, you drop posters. Yeah, the like posters. you drop all your interests and now like, you know, you have yeah. nothing. So um, he's like, I just I didn't think I just did. He's like, For I don't once. know who I am anymore. He's like, I yeah. lost my true north, that fixed point in the sky to guide yourself by. And she's like, I don't even know what my true north is either. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't think I have one. And here's my here's the thing. I think that they're each other's true north and like the I meta think that's what the show the is universe implying. Is saying. Yeah. Because then the Aurora Borealis actually pops up into the sky. Poor AJ. Can you imagine him dropping her off in like, 10 minutes no. later? <laughs> He's like, I waited all night for this. This was supposed to be my romantic moment. AJ just running in and being like, but but Joey, look. And then he sees her with us. He's like, fuck. Like, no. He's like, who is this bitch? Um, oh, my God. So, yeah. Like, Dawson's like, whoa, what is this, man? Yeah, She's I don't like, know what this is. <laughs> He's like, I didn't even think this was possible. Uh, he was like she says I was waiting all night for this and now it happens with you and she's like is it not a bad thing no it's typical and then they're commenting on the color of the Aurora yeah. oh I thought they'd be bluer like Joey, everybody knows fuck? it's green yeah what are you talking about 
You Ugh. dumb shits. Yeah. Honestly, without the Andy storyline, like Andy Pacey storyline, I guess I should yeah. say, this episode is not is not one of my favorites. Right. Like, and I think that that's like kind of the thing that like I did not pick up on in the first watch, and where I was like, I don't like this episode. And yeah. then watching more closely, um, I picked up more on the Andy stuff, and I was like, actually, no, like it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but also. Like, Dawson, get out of here. Like, you're not invited to this. Like, go away. Yeah, this is not your night. Yeah, this this is not your night to shine. No. Um, Have you ever seen the Northern Lights? I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. um, I went to Iceland, and we went the exact opposite wrong time of the year. Oh, no. (laughs) So, to see the Northern Lights. Yeah, we went in July, uh, where it is daylight. Like, 24 hours out of the day. Yeah. It's no fun. Um, It was fun, but... Well, yeah, but daylight 24 hours is not fun. You sleep. Um, Blackout Shall we get into the feedback for the episode? Yes. Well, after... What? I think that we should uh, take a pause for our ad sponsors. I think we should. Let's take a quick break for our ads. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right. Um, we, we we can start off. We have a voicemail from Temmy if we want to listen to that. Yeah. Hi, ladies. It's Temmy. I'm just going to start off by saying Dawson's Creek is better than Felicity. Oh. It's just better. Okay. It's my own opinion, but uh, I've watched Felicity twice. I've watched Dawson's Creek a lot more. I love Carrie Russell, but Dawson's Creek is better. Just kidding, everybody. Um. I do want to mention that um, Pacey's counterpart in the play, she's wearing a wrap dress, and I didn't know what a wrap dress was before. I know now it's great. The, the dress is not very maxi, but it is very mod squad, which is cool because if you think about it, you have Claire Danes, who was in a new version of the mod squad, and she was in uh, My So-Called Life, which uh, Sarah watched the whole season. Um, Peggy Lipton um, was in the original Mod Squad and she's the mother of Rashida Jones Rashida Jones' father is Quincy Jones and then Quincy Jones is this you know extraordinary producer and he was the um, he really helped bring about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air which is a show in the 90s Mm -hmm. so I brought all of those people connected into this uh message um i think this episode was very meta again as a community fan i love to talk about meta um um commentary meta um plot lines um and just remember dawson knows where to find pacey remember that for early season four thank you so much Mm. 
Interesting. So well, it's something. Yeah. I love um what I do love is like the six degrees of separation. Yes. That That's, was so interesting. Yes. So the Mod Squad is a nineteen ninety nine movie it, with Claire Danes. It used to be like a TV series in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should put it on. Put it on the list. Yeah, put it on yeah. the list for a potential uh, 90s movie we cover. Yeah. Um, interesting I, that ooh, I would not want to be found. I would Pacey. not. If I was Pacey, I would not want to be easily found by Dawson. That's for yeah. sure. I and love then, that, though. I love the little peek at something mm-hmm, in the future. Yes. And then in addition to that, I am very proud of you, Temi, for your fashion knowledge and all of your fashion terms um, that you're learning. Wrap dress, maxi dress. You're killing it. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much, Temi. Um, And then we also got an email from Kimmy. Um, Here are some Northern Lights thoughts. Um, Pacey's face when Joey says she can't make it opening night is heartbreaking. Yeah, he was really sad boy, uh, beginning of the episode. Poor PC. Um, Mr. Broderick with this napkin on his head for a kidney stone is everything. <laughs> I think that like I am going to implement that into my everyday life. Yeah, if you're ever sick, just put a napkin on your head. That's what Drew literally does. Oh my god. He's men. the most dramatic sick boy ever. It's, that's why they call it men's sickness. Or but then like the it? day after my surgery, Drew in the morning was like, oh, are you not going to walk the dogs? And I was like, excuse me. Bitch, I just had surgery. No. I just had surgery. Oh my god. Um, who is more sad this episode, Henry or Pacey? Oh, that's so hard. Uh, I think like Henry is like the sad He's like yeah. a sad puppy. He's like a literal puppy. But I think he has like he bounces back quicker. But he has he less like a of puppy. a reason to be sad. Yeah. So maybe maybe Pacey's the real one. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's sad. Um, and she says, I kind of love that Jen and Joey have these guys fawning over them. Somehow Dawson is the only guy playing it cool. What's happening? His hair even has some bounce. <laughs> Yeah. What world are we living in? Uh, Dawson is the one who's not losing his mind. He is losing his mind, but just in a different way. Yeah, he's like, I'm a cool guy now. Like, nothing can phase me. My posters are off the wall. He's <laughs> the li- posters. I love how we keep hearing about these fucking posters. It's going to be in every single episode for the rest of the season. I, oh, my posters. I know. I just love how he's just like, yeah, like, everything is like you know totally totally okay and like i think that he's just like on the imagine boat you know what i mean like yeah. he's listening to imagine over yes. and over and over he's again just making himself cry like, Shh, i'm being sad now it. yeah um uh jen brought her grams on the date cold-blooded it is cold-blooded <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, is Henry's behavior perhaps the most absurd TV thing a person yes. has done for a person they have only yes. been on one date-ish with? Yes. Henry, my dude, get it together. This is not a treehouse playground or an apple farm. No need to be climbing things. Calm down. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. okay, what would you rather try? Okay, this is like, let's rank this. What would okay. you rather climb? A treehouse, a playground, or an apple tree? I would rather climb... A playground first, because those are meant to be climbed on. 
a tree house if it has proper handrails. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an apple tree last because it seems the least secure. I'll tell you what. I've been apple picking as every basic white girl does. Of course. We live on in the Northeast. And all the good apples are on the top because all yeah. the kitties come around and pick their apples and they're on the bottom. Exactly. So there's all the good apples on the top. So I think that I would rather pick and like go climb an apple tree. Because I just feel like I would fall. I, I want the good apples. And I feel like they yell at you if you climb on the trees. No. Um, if anybody needs a good apple orchard in um, in downstate New York, upstate New York, I don't know. Um, oh Masker's Apple Orchard is excellent. And I've been going there since I was a child. Amazing. So there you go. And Very you good apples. To, you can December eat, now, but you, you know. get to eat as many apples as you want while you're there. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, and one other thought from Kimmy, uh, who's more boring to date, AJ or Grams? I'm going AJ. At least Grams is funny. In fact, I predict <laughs> Grams has sex before either AJ or Dustin <laughs> on the show. Oh, my God. Let Grams fuck. That's what I always say. Give Grams someone to fuck. Mm-hmm. We need to start a petition. Grams needs, you know what? Because we actually like Grams now, so like I wouldn't mind getting her, giving her, giving her a storyline like that. You know, put her on a date, see what's up. I'm all for it. Yeah. No, Henry's to the point where I'm like annoyed by him, um, but I'm also annoyed by Jen, which makes me sad because I really liked early season three Jen, which doesn't feel right to say that. You know, it feels wrong to say it when we hated everything else going on in early season three. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I think that was, was that all the feedback? I believe that was all the feedback. Do we want to get into the fashion of the hour? Yeah, absolutely. So the Elwoods Award for Fashion Excellence. First up, I have Pacey Witter and he is wearing a gray sweatshirt underneath a red long sleeve shirt with some sort of like suspicious looking symbol, but... It kind of looks like like a sand dollar. Uh, who knows what that is? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, some like blue baggy pants and some sneakies. His hair is tousled. His eyebrows are bushy, and he has a look of concern on his face, which matches the all around mood of the early 2000s what do you think about this ensemble yeah I feel like it was a lot more common back in the day to have like the hoodie a different color than the actual sweatshirt itself yes Um, yeah I want to know what this symbol is it's like very strange it's like almost like a weird tie-dye thing with like some organism (laughs) yeah it's the organism for me yeah I don't know what's what's going on with this but yeah baggy pants for sure like there's not a cinched part of those pants at all and they're so Mm -hmm. long they're the type of pants that drag on the ground and so you walk on them and so then you just tear the bottoms of your pants from walking on them too much very early 2000s style for sure yeah no pants were left unteared back in the 2000s next up we have joey's date outfit joey is wearing a light blue v-neck fuzzy sweater with some sort of sparkle at the V part of the neck, um, as well as 
a uh, a floral midi skirt. It's not quite a maxi skirt, Temmy, because it hits at her um, shin. Uh, so, and it's not a pencil skirt because it flares a little. It has some movement. So, um, her hair is down and it is waved. She's wearing a little bit more makeup than she normally she normally does. Uh, what do you think about Joey's date outfit? Yeah, I remembered the exact feel of these sweaters. Sweaters, um, yep. Yeah, and I really like Joey's hair curled. I think a little bit later in the episode, it looks a bit ridiculous. Like, there's certain shots of it where it looks like ringlets more, like super, super tight curls. But I like the more, like, tousled, wavy look on Joey. Um, I don't know if these exactly match. I feel like the top and the skirt don't match exactly. I think that they're trying to like tie in like there's a purpley blue aspect of it so I feel like that's what they're trying to do. I'm not as huge a fan of the skirt as I am like the top gives me very very like early 2000s vibes for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my last nomination is Nikki. Nikki is wearing a uh, number one her hair is like up in some sort of like twisty twisty type of like hairdo quite similar to like how my hair looked for my bat mitzvah um and she's wearing like this like patterned light purple cami with a little like shrug like cropped like over thing where it it just covers her shoulders but it just covers her shoulder and then matches it's made from the same fabric as the cami and this was like such a look in the late 90s early 2000s do you remember this type of like cap sleeves like literally just sleeves it's just Um, sleeves it's just sleeves this was a thing i remember this i also love nikki's hair i love like the twists and it's just like I don't we don't really get to see the back of it, but it could be like Mm -hmm. braided in the back. Mm -hmm. I just think it's like a very cute. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cute look. I think her makeup is on point. I love the red lip on her. Yeah. Um, For all those reasons, I have to give this to Nikki. Like I remember people with these types of uh, tops. Yeah. And I just think she looks amazing. So I'm going to give Nikki my point on this one. Love it. Love it. Congrats, Nikki. Our next um, award is the Paul Rudd certificate for the most timeless fashion. That's probably not what it is, but that's what we're calling it today. <laughs> um, so my first nomination is Bessie. And Bessie is just wearing like a casual look. I really like this look. She, her hair is up. She's wearing like a black V-neck shirt, a very comfy, cozy, like tan cardigan over it and some mid-wash jeans. And I just like like this like slouchy home look. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, I agree. I like the like th- I like this kind of cardigan. Like it looks very comfortable. Um and like the hair up like relatable, right? Like we've all had days where we just get home we're just like, "All right, hair's going up. I'm done." Mm-hmm. Um I like this is like gives me very much mom vibes. Like yeah. mom going to the grocery mom- store vibes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I can see that. Um the next nomination is Jen. Now this is Jen's outfit when she's chasing after Henry like a banshee um her hair is down and it's curled her makeup is like 
very natural pretty. I really like her makeup in this Mm -hmm. shot. She's wearing her leather jacket because why wouldn't she? And then underneath she's wearing this like little sweater with these adorable little ball (laughs) pom-poms that I am loving. It is like a gray to black ombre sweater and some like black pants. Um, But the balls on the sweatshirt is so cute. What do you think about this look? Yeah, I I agree with you about like her makeup. I feel like it's very like fresh and young and I like how it's a little bit more um like subtle. I yeah, think she's like, wearing it's some lip look. gloss instead of yes. lipstick, which is very like 2000s, early 2000s was all about lip gloss. It was the time for lip gloss. Yeah. I like this look. I like <laughs> the bomb-bombs are a bit ridiculous, but Jessica. I I like them. I just think it's just like a funny thing. I don't know. It's I just want, very. I want this sweater so yeah, bad. It's cute. And I think like her hair has definitely gotten better. Like I think like the light loose waves and this length for her is my favorite that her hair has been thus far. Yeah, it's so pretty. And then my last nomination is Andy. Um, Andy, okay, she's wearing a a black turtleneck but that that's not exactly why she and underneath and like a black headband because you have to be like when you're in when you're the director in a play you have to wear all black and if you're on the crew all black so it's a look she's wearing like a little sweater she loves sweaters but then like when she goes outside she has this gorgeous um really really pretty um tan dress coat pea coat with a nice like cream uh, scarf and her black pants um she looks extremely sophisticated yeah i um i think that andy in all black is like low-key one of my favorite looks that she's had i think mm-hmm. it's like and i think i mean i think like black looks good on everybody like it's a known thing but, but like i just think we're black i think everything pops on her when she's yeah. in all black and you know i fucking stand a pea coat on top mm-hmm. of that i think a scarf is very cute i like as much as we all hate her tiny bangs and we all do hate the tiny it, bangs they're growing ba- they're growing out they're growing out and the headband with them doesn't bother me as much for all these reasons and because i think this is like andy's episode like she controls the episode in a way that like nobody else does Mm -hmm. i'm giving this point to andy for sure phenomenal so congratulations to um congratulations to andy and congratulations to whoever won the elwoods award i forgot it's been a second uh (laughs) nikki (laughs) yes congratulations to them both um, do you want to know what the next next week's episode is called? Yes, please. The Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, no. What does that mean? Me? What, I have no clue. It's obviously Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. And I think that there's going to be some, like, funny business. Like, yeah. there's going to be some, like, maybe asking out on dates and some despair. Could be. Could be. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so um, that's next week. And then, Sarah, what do we have going on? We have so yeah, so we're like we're December. we're super 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 busy. We've lost our month. mind. Okay, I think. so um, if you did not catch our coverage of um the Sex and the City reboot and just like that, we covered the first episode and like parts of the second episode. Just our initial thoughts on it. Check that out. That was a lot of fun. Um, For the month of December, we are doing holiday uh, content. So we released Home Alone with Chappelle. Um, So check that out. We are recording 
the Santa Claus with um, the great JD. And so check that out. In addition to that, we are ranking every single holiday episode of Friends. So that should be out. That's coming out on Christmas. So check that out on Christmas. Yo, ho, ho. Um, And then aside from that, um, I also individually had a busy week. I went on the silent podcast, Never Have I Ever podcast with Chappelle and Sasha and I had a great time with them so uh, check your news uh, your your podcast feed for when that comes out I was also on Rob um, Rob has a podcast Rob and Akiva need a podcast talking about Snick shows so we talked about are you afraid of the dark all that and Clarissa explains it all and that was a great experience that is released now so check that out on our app um and you can find us on uh, Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, Shit90sPod.com. And then you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, Jessica, you be busy too, girly. Yes, I am busy as usual. I have the Succession podcast over at Posture Recaps as well as the Community Building podcast over at Posture Recaps. Um, and then I think it's I think it'll be coming out this upcoming weekend um, when you're all listening to this. But I was on the one indescribable podcast with um, Adam, Todd and Lindy. They talk about crazy ex-girlfriends. So I was on for the finale of season one. So go check that out. It was a very long podcast. But mm-hmm. listen to us at like 2x, you know, like it was a lot of fun. So go listen to that as well when that comes out. Um, and I think, oh gosh, I think that's everything. Check my Twitter though, because if I'm on things, that's where you'll, you'll know about it at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Amazing. Amazing. Can't wait to discuss V day next week. Yes. Oh, I was on the Dexter podcast. That's the other yes. thing I'll be on. So yes. go check that out. I'm subbing in. So that's also on post show recaps. Um, spectacular. Yeah. Can't wait for next week. I'm so excited to talk more Dawson's Creek as always. Um, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Just ask. Shit 90 Show Star.